You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to It's Getting Mindful with Megan. It is a good day. It is beautiful outside. It's kind of windy here, but the weather is nice. Like it's cooled off a little bit. We live in the desert where it's really hot. And so it's just cooled down a little bit. And I had a great run this morning. I'm just having a good day. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about a subject that I've been talking to a lot of women about lately and that I think it's important we need to address it. And honestly, you guys, it is the number one thing that kept me stuck for so long. So I'm really excited to just dive into it today and teach you guys a little bit about what has helped me and how I was able to like start stepping into action and let go of the opinions of others. So let's go. Let's get into it. Okay. So other people's freaking opinions. What do you guys think? So many of us are just sitting around trying to control people's opinions of us. It's adorable. It's like we sit around and we people please. We lie to people to try to get them to like us. We pretend and we don't live into our full selves and we just manipulate. And we think that we're doing something good. We think that we're doing something nice. But no, I have to drop a bomb on you right at the very beginning of this podcast. And this is it. You have no freaking control over what anyone thinks of you. And your brain is going to try to trick you into believing that you do have some type of control and that If I act like this, then they will like me. But let me tell you, it doesn't work. It might work here and there every now and then. It might kind of work. But guess what? The person that they're loving isn't real. It's a pretend version of you. And is that what we want? Do we want them to love a fake version of us or do we want them to love the real version of us? So let me give you a little example of how we know that we have no control over what people think. And I thought this was funny because I just feel bad for anybody who steps into this situation at my house. Okay, so let's say you have a dog and you come to my house and I have all my family there. I've got like Colton's side of the family. I got my side of the family and you have this uh, this dog and you bring your dog. And you, the dog's jumping around and you're like, my dog's so cute. And you're telling us about the dog and you just love your dog and you're telling us about how much you love your dog. And then after I pulled each person from my family into a separate room and I said, what did you think about her bringing her dog like that? And this is what you might hear at my house. Okay. Let's say you pulled me into the room. I might be like, oh, dogs. <laughs> I'm not the biggest dog person, you guys. I mean, they're fine, but like, I don't want your dog jumping on me. It's just a thing. I don't really care about dogs. Like, I just don't want it jumping on me. Okay, so that's my opinion. Then you pull Colton in. We pull Colton in. We're like, what do you think about the dog? And he'd be like, he'd be like, get the dog out of the house. (laughs) That would be Colton, okay? And then my sister Jessica's there who breeds golden doodles and loves dogs. She would be like, that is the cutest dog ever. And she'd probably be playing with it and loving on it and probably pumped that you brought your dog, right? And then you've got my dad who wasn't, didn't care at all about your dog. Didn't not like it, didn't like it, just genuinely didn't care about the dog. (laughs) And then you have my mom there who saw your dog and thought about our old dog, Roxy, and was like thinking how amazing it is that you brought your dog because it just took her back to memories of her favorite dog, Roxy. She was just grateful and glad that you brought your dog. Thank you so much. You're awesome. We love that you brought your dog because it just reminded me of my old dog. And then my sister Jamie's there 
and she and your dog licked her. And so she's just like so grossed out that she hates dogs licking her and all these people. Oh, and then my Naya. Naya's so happy. She's giggling on the floor because you're you brought your dog and she loves that that we get to have a dog in the house because she never gets to have dogs in the house because her dad doesn't really like dogs. Her mom's not a big dog person. And so we have all of these opinions, but the circumstance, you bringing the dog and telling the story is the same. Now, if you could control what people thought, wouldn't all of our opinions be the same about your dog? But you have no control over that. Do you guys see what I'm saying? You have no control. That story is neutral. And then everyone gets to decide what they make of it. Everyone has their own stories about dogs, their own perception of what should be and what shouldn't be. And can we just take a minute to recognize how exhausting it would be to try to get approval, get that dog's, (laughs) get approval about that dog from that group of people? How exhausting would it be to try to get everyone to believe the same story when we all have different backgrounds, we all have different beliefs, different everything. It literally would be so energy depleting. And when we are constantly seeking and trying to manipulate and control what people think, it is impossible. You guys, you don't get to choose what people think they do. You have no control. So I just wanted to make that real clear with the dog story. I think it it makes it really clear, (laughs) right? Like same story and everyone thought something different and everyone had a different backstory. You guys, like, what if I got bit by a dog that looked just like your dog? I would create this story about dogs like that in my life, and I might stay away from them or choose not to like them or be around them. But another person might have have a dog that they loved so much that passed away that looked just like yours, and they would create a story of admiration and approval and love for your dog based on their past experiences. So we are humans, and we have stories, and that's okay. But let me tell you something, as humans, we really don't like to hear that someone doesn't approve of us. You guys feel that? Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, but you have to like my dog (laughs) or you have to like me or you have to like what I'm doing. You have to like my sense of humor or how loud I am or how the business that I'm doing, you have to approve of me. We do that. And we really don't like to hear that people have negative opinions of us. So what do we do in order to avoid that emotion? So here's what happens. Someone has a negative opinion, right? And then we feel what? I think we often feel rejection. We feel misunderstood. We feel criticized. We feel rejected. And so what do we do to avoid that rejection? I think the first thing that we do, we don't want to feel rejected. We don't want to do that. So we're just going to go into hiding. Um, We step out of any action and any ability to be criticized. I think about like in a family with all those dogs, someone might just not bring the dog, not tell the story, and maybe just sit quietly in the background. They go into hiding because they don't even want the ability to be criticized. So they're not even going to step into any type of action. We avoid any type of ability to be judged by others. So that's the first thing I think we do to avoid rejection is we go into hiding. The second thing we do is we lash out. Um, Instead of hiding. We're like, no, you're the problem. You're an idiot. If you don't like dogs, you're rude. People who don't like dogs, are you seriously like you're the problem? Your negative opinion of me is not okay. And you are the issue, not me. So we go into that. We start lashing out. We start blaming, right? 
And then the third thing we do is I think we end up people pleasing and pretending and lying and being out of congruence with our full self. The people who love us don't even love the real us because we're not living into the real us. Our connections become false or not very deep and we're depleted of energy. And quite honestly, I think we feel like crap. So this is what we do to avoid this negative emotion of rejection. But you guys, what is the worst thing about rejection? It's just that we resist it and that we fight it. But what if we just allowed ourselves to step into a little bit of rejection? Let's talk about rejection. Let's talk about criticism. Let's talk about why we feel the need to run and avoid and resist that emotion. After all, it is just an emotion, right? So the first thing is, is our brains are designed to keep us safe. So it goes like full on caveman mode on you and primal and all like primitive, you know, and it tells you, okay, in order to survive, you have to stay in the pack. And so if you're not in the pack, if you are rejected by the pack, your brain goes into worry, anxiety. This is a problem. This is not okay. But our higher brain knows that as humans, we are okay if people reject reject us. We know that these negative opinions actually won't hurt us. And we know we can decide and decipher like what will become a problem and what won't. The second thing we do is that I think that we just don't know how to feel emotions. We resist them and then it it gets bigger and bigger and harder and persists. And then we don't know how to get through it and it feels horrible. So here is what I want you to do is I want you to think for a second. What do you make it mean when someone rejects you or criticizes you? Let's say somebody says like, I can't believe you brought your dog here into my house, into this house where some of us don't even like dogs and, and you brought that dog in. What do you make that mean? Do you make it mean that something's wrong with you? Do you make it mean that like you're not lovable or likable because of that? Do you make it mean that you're like not worthy or you're not worthy of approval or that you should be more, you should be doing things different or that you need to change? Do you? Think about it. Let me blow your mind, you guys. When someone criticizes you, it has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. It is their story, their perception, their judgments. And you guys, they're allowed to have them. They are totally allowed to have those. If someone doesn't love you, it has nothing to do with your lovability and everything to do with their ability to love. If somebody doesn't like your dog, it has nothing to do with your dog and you doing things wrong and not being the right versions of you. That's not true. It has everything to do with their story and their perception of you and the dog. You guys want to know a really good example of this? My friend, she always says this to me because I really sometimes struggle with rejection. Is this, she always said, Megan, Jesus Christ was perfect, but they still rejected him. He was perfect and they still crucified them. You could be doing everything right and people will still have negative emotions. They will still have negative opinions about you. If someone walked up to you and was like, hey, those are some ugly purple pants you have on, but you were wearing yellow shorts, you wouldn't freak out and get all defensive. You'd probably laugh and be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, like you'd be like, no, okay. Um, I'm actually wearing yellow shorts. And then you'd be on your merry way and you'd probably even tell the story and laugh about it, right? Why is that? It's because you're confident. You're confident. You know that those shorts that you're wearing are yellow. So you don't make it mean anything about you when someone says you're wearing, you have ugly purple pants on. 
It's so clearly not about you. You're like, okay, you're a little crazy. That's okay. I had this happen the other day on TikTok. This is so funny, you guys. Me and Colton were laughing so hard. And everybody I tell, it's like the funniest story. So I have this TikTok video and it's kind of got a lot of views or whatever. And this girl wrote on it. It's it's got like 500 comments on it. And one of the comments, okay, and like, seriously, guys, this was so funny. Like, all of them are nice. Like, so many of them are like, thank you so much. You're helping me, like, blah, blah, blah. And then there's this one comment from this girl that's like, wow, you're only wearing eyeliner on one eye. (laughs) It makes me laugh so hard. And I read it and I like started hyperventilating because I was laughing so hard. It was just like if someone walked up to you and you're wearing yellow shorts and they were like, you're those ugly purple pants. Because you guys, guess what? I wasn't even wearing any eyeliner. That was three-day-old mascara. (laughs) That was just old mascara running down one eye. It's fine. It's totally fine. But guess what, you guys? It's funny because I don't make me having old mascara on or that it was like ugly or like messed up on one side. I make that mean absolutely nothing about my worth or anything about like me as a person. I'm so confident in that. Like, I just know that my mascara does nothing for me as a person. I know that my worth is not from wearing pretty makeup. I just know that. I'm very confident in that. And so that comment didn't affect me in a negative way in the slightest, like at all. It didn't affect me. It just was like funny. Honestly, it was funny. Okay, so you're like, okay, okay, so I got to be confident. Got to be confident. Got to know my worth. I got to know who I am. But what about... When someone says something to you that like hits a nerve, you know, like what about something that you're not so confident in? I actually had that happen on that TikTok video too. Like somebody was like, no, this is wrong. What you're saying is wrong. And honestly, I had to tell myself like, it's okay if you're wrong. Because I'm not a hundred percent. Like I'm like, is, I mean, I think, I think that this is really good. I think that I'm, this is helpful for me. But but like maybe it's not helpful for you and that's okay. Like maybe it isn't right for you and that's okay, right? So I like to remind myself of these two thoughts. One is that it is okay for them to be wrong about me. It's okay for you to be wrong about me. It's okay with the mascara. I didn't even need to write her back or say anything. I think I put an LOL with a laughing face because I was laughing so hard. But I didn't even really have to say anything back because I was just 100% chill with her having that opinion and the 10 people who liked it. Like, it's totally okay for you to be wrong about me. It's okay for you to think that I didn't put my mess or my eyeliner on the other side. That's okay. Here's your permission slip, girlfriend. You're totally allowed to have your judgments, your perceptions, your thoughts about me, because guess what? Sometimes mine are similar. Like, sometimes we're the same. Like, sometimes I judge me. Sometimes I have thoughts about the way that I look. So I don't want to sit in that, and I try not to. I don't like to judge myself, and I don't like to sit in those thoughts, but, like, I kind of get it. Like, I kind of get somebody messaging me something rude or something negative because sometimes I think those negative things too about me. And sometimes I think of them about others and it's something I'm working on, but it's the human in us. And so it's okay for you to be wrong about me. Here's your permission slip. You don't have to approve of me. You're allowed to be you. You're allowed to do whatever you want. It is okay. And guess what, you guys, when I think that thought, it stops the suffering almost immediately because it stops the resistance and resistance brings persistence, aka When we resist rejection, it makes it worse. It makes it bigger. It makes it harder. But when we surrender to it, when we allow it, when we say, okay, rejection's here. Oh, look, someone rejected me. And we stop fighting with what is. When we stop fighting with that, all of a sudden it like eases up and it starts to like float away. That's how I describe it. That's how I think of it. 
So I love that thought. The second thought that I love, especially when I don't feel as confident in what I'm doing, is this. It's just, it's okay if I'm wrong. It's totally okay that I might be wrong sometimes. I'm not God. I'm not perfect. I'm not all knowing. All I know is that like that video helped me. So it's okay if I'm wrong or if I did it wrong or if if somebody has a better way. It literally means nothing about my worth because as a human, aren't we all doing it wrong? Like like half of the time we're all just kind of wrong. Isn't that the point of being on earth is to learn and to grow? Don't we grow from being wrong? If I was right all the time, I wouldn't need to be here. Neither would you. So like, what if we just leaned into it and said, yeah, sometimes I'm wrong. That's okay. Sometimes I fail. That's how I'm going to succeed. This is how I learn and grow. It's okay to be wrong. So you guys, I think this is twofold. I think those, I love those two thoughts, but I think this is twofold. I think the first thing we've got to do, if we want to stop worrying about other people's opinions, is one thing we've got to do is we've got to stop, we start releasing judgment of others because it screws us over when it comes to this. If you feel good when someone screws up, if you see somebody do something and it makes your ego go up, like if you get on Instagram and you see somebody in the same field as you or something do something wrong or do something like mess up or whatever, right? It's going to screw you over. Like if it's not to be loving to them, do stop, start releasing judgment to be loving to you. I just want you to remind you to like look inward and know that when you screw up, it's going to hurt bad because your brain's on autopilot. It's used to judging people for screwing up. So when you screw up, your brain is going to be like, oh, right back at you. You're the problem. Don't you? You feel like an idiot, don't you? Like your brain is going to be on autopilot doing that. So if you're judging other people, when you mess up, it will judge you and it will feel like crap. Take it from someone who knows. I have been there and I have lived that and I've done that and it is not fun and it is not worth it. The number two thing is that we've got to have some humility. We got to allow ourselves to be wrong. We got to allow others people to be wrong and we got to live comfortable space in that comfortable space of grace and ease where it's just okay when we stop resisting, right? Okay, so here's a few thoughts I want to give you. Showing up as yourself is the nicest thing you can do for other people. Being authentic and real is kind. It's going to literally explode your life with good things. I've been doing it and I will tell you, your life will be exploded with good things. Um, Your people and the connections you have with people will be deeper and more meaningful. And you'll be like living into your authentic self. I want you to practice this. I want you to start just going all in on you. If the fullness of you triggers someone, it is not because you are a problem. It is because they have some work to do. Seriously, you guys, it's not because you need to be quieter. These are things like I've been told I get obnoxious sometimes, (laughs) talk too much, things like that. But like, No, like that's the fullness of me. I'm like living into my truest self. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is nothing. There's nothing wrong. It's just that sometimes it might trigger somebody. It might make them feel a little uncomfortable. They might not like it and that's okay. I'm not telling you guys that when somebody doesn't like you or has a negative opinion about you that it won't sting. It totally will. You're human. It's going to sting. It's just part of the process. But you just, when that sting comes, I just want you to remind yourself that you can handle rejection, that you don't need to fear it. And you can allow yourself to feel that feeling. And true, too, is that this rejection is just really not about you. It never is. So it's important. We talked about this in the other podcast about this subject, but I'm going to I'm going to restate it. And it's important to remember that if you are 
paying attention to and listening to all the people who say the nice things about you, all the approval. If you are addicted to approval and validation and all of the good jobs and I love you and thank you so much for posting this and doing this and being this and and you're such a good mom. If you are taking that and you're making it mean something about you, good, the good stuff or the bad stuff, it is going to come back and bite you. Because guess what? When someone says something good and nice and kind about you, it is to be appreciated and celebrated, but it is to appreciate and celebrate them because they did something nice. They have a ability to love you. It is not about you. It is about their ability to love you. And when they say something rude, it is not about you. It is their ability, their inability to love. So we've got to stop listening to the claps and the booze, you guys. You got to stop listening to them. It's a big deal. Okay. So you guys, if you're sitting on a dream, if you're sitting on a business idea, if you have something that you want to do, but you are sitting in passive action because of someone else's opinions, you just have to know that is doing you absolutely no service. It is keeping you stuck. It feels like bondage. It's like handcuffs. I have to be this other person because that's what's gonna make people like me. Well, guess what? They probably still won't like you. There's gonna be still that other half of people who would just rather like have you be your authentic, your true fullest self, right? So it's like bondage. And when you unlock those handcuffs, When you decide to live into your full self, I guarantee your life will explode. I'm literally watching it in my own life. Your life will explode. You will have freedom and liberation. You will live fully into yourself and it will feel so good. You've got to drop the narrative. If you want to do stuff in your life, if you want to become, you have to drop this narrative. It is not serving you. It is not helping you. Drop it. Drop it, drop it, drop it. Drop it, little girl. Okay. So. You guys, you've heard it before. I'm going to say it again. You could be the ripest, juiciest, most delicious peach on this whole planet. And someone still isn't going to like peaches. And guess what? That's okay. We don't get all worked up if you give somebody a great, yummy, delicious peach and they're like, I don't like peaches. We just don't get worked up about that. And we don't need to. And sometimes you are going to be the ripest peach and you're not going to be someone's person. And that's okay. They are allowed not to love you. And your people will love you. The people that you're meant to be around, those full, deep, meaningful relationships, they're going to be there. And it will be real. It will be real, lasting connection. Last thing, most important thing, I love to love people. I think we have the capability to love and support every single person on this planet. It feels best to us. It's our highest self. It feels aligned with God. And think about it. God loves every person on this planet. He So if we're trying to be like Heavenly Father, if we're trying to be like God, this is our job is to love. I think it's something that we can start stretching towards. Try practicing love and releasing judgment. If you're on the scroll, it's really easy to judge people. So if you're on the scroll, I want you to consciously practice loving every person, finding something to love about every person, every picture, every scrollage that you do. practice this. And as you do this, I think it will be a lot easier to offer that same love and compassion to yourself. Practice your ability to love you guys. Be the person that loves, that supports, that makes it easy for other people to go out and live their dreams. It will heal the world as we lean into this. I really believe this. And this is the opposite of embracing your ego. You guys, this is embracing spirit or the goddess or God within you. Lean into love. It really is always the answer. Cheesy as it sounds, it really is always the answer. If you can learn to release this judgment and lean into love, 
for others, it will be so much easier to do the same for yourself. So you guys, what are we going to do? Confidence. We're going to practice confidence. We're going to like our reasons for the things that we do. And then we're going to not worry about what other people think. The other thing is we're going to lean into that humility and we're going to be okay with being wrong and be okay with letting other people be wrong. And then we are going to practice loving everyone. And I know that as we do this, we are going to accomplish so much more, achieve our goals so much quicker, so much easier when we let go of opinions of others. And guess what, you guys? People love fully authentic people. It's just true. People crave authenticity. So lean into that authenticity. You got this. I love you guys. Have a great week.